Hello, and welcome to the Mystic Cast, where you join me, Jack Stafford, member of the Aetherius Society, the cosmic religion for the Aquarian Age, as we break down the barriers between religion, science, metaphysics, philosophy, and mysticism, all of which are really only aspects of the self-same quest for truth. Please note this is an independent program, not produced or fact-checked by the Aetherius Society. Today, my guest is Mark Christopher Lee. Hello, Mark. How are you doing? Hello, Jack. Thank you for having me on. It's great to have you, a fellow musician. Indeed, yeah. Yeah. I've so. heard of you uh, long before um, okay. I get on to your interest in uh, your our fellow interest in aliens. Our, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, you're really uh, doing well with the music, mate. Yeah, it's uh, Perseverance. I've, I've been doing the same band, The Pocket Gods, for 25 years. It's our 25th anniversary this year. And it's only in the last two to three years that I've well, the last two years I've gone full time. Basically, it's taken me that long to get to the stage in my life where I can you know, make make some sort of living out of it. I've got three children and a wife as well, so <laughs> I have managed to you know to do that, which I'm very very grateful for. Uh, but I just followed my quest. Uh, my wife believed in it as well, believes in me, and and you know it's been it's been a great journey. And even yesterday was, we had some good news because the uh, Deezer and Universal Music have, have signed a deal about fairer payments for artists. This is something that I've been campaigning for for a long time with the Pocket Gods uh, for better royalties from from streaming services. And so it was a really positive news yesterday that you know yeah things are starting to change. That's really good. Yeah, because I'm trying to think where I first heard of you, and it was probably the thousand album song. <laughs> no. That that's the maddest idea I've had. It was. Uh, it was hard doing the actual music. A lot of them are repetitive. I, I give you that, uh, but there are a thousand songs, each one thirty seconds long. The reason thirty seconds is Spotify and other companies pay out royalty up to thirty seconds. So I thought, well, they don't pay you very much, so why write longer songs? That was the the principle behind it. And by putting one thousand in an album, it just made a massive statement. Uh, but I enjoyed doing it, but it was difficult. And the difficult thing was with that was. I didn't know whether the technology could cope with it because no one had done it, done it before. So I sent it all to my distributor, press, press send, and the system crashed. Yeah. <laughs> I had to keep doing it. Luckily it did get through, but it's pushing the limits of today's technology. Wow. But maybe you came, maybe you came to that. I like to think people come to it from an altruistic angle, you know, because you, you were worried about all the musicians just going there, our income going down the toilet. Yeah, um, precisely. Yeah, I mean, that album, Thousand Songs, was done to raise awareness. It's, it's had, it's done great. It's had one and a half million streams, but I haven't made any money off from Spotify. I've made about 300 pounds in that. So I wasn't doing Really? It. Why? Exactly. It's crazy, isn't it? So. Is that, le is that legal? Is that still? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. The way the the way royalties are calculated is complicated, but if you get like we have more fans in obscure parts of the world, like Indonesia and places places like in the Far East, they pay a lot less royalties. So you're talking, so yeah, so it's like per per location as well. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But what other idea that you you had? What was the next idea after that one? Because you also had the million, with the million pound album. But that's what the newest idea. You had one between them. You had one. Uh... Did I? I think you've been you've been you've been a constant stream of ideas. I keep getting press releases about you guys and uh, 
you know, <laughs> you're doing different things. Yeah, it's mostly been about the streaming, to be fair. But yeah, we did the Million Pound album was, was the last kind of biggish one, where there's just one copy of this vinyl album on sale at our local record shop. It seemed like a good way to kind of close the campaign. So I'm not doing 30 second songs anymore. And, and this is a good way to close the campaign. And if we sold the album, hopefully we will still do that. I will use those funds at million pounds to start our own ethical streaming service where we're guaranteed to pay artists at least one, one penny per stream, which doesn't mm. sound very much, but it's like 50 times Spotify's current rate. Yeah. Day and night that is. Yeah. So that's the plan and it's still for sale now. Uh, but I do have a new musical thing, which is kind of related to this. I can talk about later if you want to. Yeah, give me Because I have another podcast called Pod Songs. Mm. Um, I don't think you got a chance to check that out. I know you're very busy. I did, yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. Good. So I came back from that because I was in lockdown, mm. you know, in Italy. Nowhere to go, nothing to do. So, you know, I write songs about people I meet. Let's write songs about, you know, when interviewing people. And I want to do my own podcast. Let's, let me write a song about everyone I have on. Yeah. And so I'm up to 100 and coming up to 150. Now we've got guest musicians coming on because after a hundred songs of just me, 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 mm. it was a bit much. So now it's guest musicians interviewing their idols. And that's really, really good idea. You know, also coming from that altruistic angle. And it's, yeah, it's beautiful to, to have these people in this. It's like fans interviewing their idols, you know, their favorite author or their, yeah. they just happen to be musicians. But uh, yeah, it's really electricity in the room. Excellent. Already. Yeah. If, if you'd be up for that. Yeah, on absolutely yeah Please. oh wow great yeah absolutely yeah all right we'll chat about it after the uh interview yeah. Then. Yeah. but we're here to talk about our, sh our shared interest in uh extraterrestrial life mm -hmm. this this not being the only populated planet as most people yeah. i think if you did i think more people believe in aliens now than god is that is that a proven statistic yeah i think so definitely yeah it's uh, i mean that first I first kind of questioned things, uh, opened my mind a little bit. There was a TV series in the UK in the seventies called Arthur C. Clarke's Mysterious World. I don't, and you're probably too young to remember it, but it was a, it was a seminal program and Arthur C. Clarke wrote 2001 Space Odyssey, science fiction writer, but also a scientist, invented the communication satellite. So he came at looking at all kind of, uh, unexplained phenomena with an open mind, but, uh, a scientific one as well. Uh, and that's what I first kind of heard about UFOs. Uh, and I thought, wow, that's amazing. And uh, I always felt some sort of connection to to the cosmos. It sounds a bit hippie, but I've always had that. And I had my own experience as a child, which at the time I put down to being a paranormal experience. But I don't know whether it, it could have been a, some sort of UFO alien encounter. It was about four years old and a space appeared glowing on the wall. It kind of opened the portal and then it's just, and it gave me a message that everything would be all right. Uh, the next day, I won't go into the details. Everything wasn't all right. My childhood was pretty messed up. Uh, and that kind of, kind of got me through that it was something higher than me that was kind of guiding me, I guess that sounds a bit strange. So that, that was an encounter that I had at the time kind of put it down as, as being a ghost thing, but now with fresh eyes, I don't, I don't know, definitely happened. I've talked about it a little bit. I love interviews, uh, but I've always been fascinated about there being life elsewhere. And I think, like you said, more people now believe in this than, than ever. And with the current events in the U S and the Congress and the hearings, 
I, I'm interested to see where that goes, whether the truth is being controlled or not. I don't know. It's a political thing, isn't it? What are mm. your thoughts? Well, I think they wouldn't be doing it if there wasn't, uh, mm. there are hands behind the scenes now. They're, they're a, well, we're all puppets, you know, so mm. it wouldn't be, it, it would, they have a strategy for something else, I think, you know, mm. because we would, we're told in our teachings that, that it goes through a, a phase, you know, you first, they deny it, the silence group, mm. and then they blame, they say they're uh, unfriendly. So they're, uh. That's the way it seems to be framed at the moment that the US military wants to see them as a threat. It's that way, I guess they can control it, the agenda a little bit and ramp up the fear with the population, I guess, which generally yeah. governments do. Uh, so yeah, the, this film that I did is called God versus Aliens. Uh, and it's a documentary just exploring what evidence of this that we've been visited before, going through some ancient religious texts. Uh, then also interviewing people now that think we are being visited or, and then, you know, a few kind of more skeptical people as well, but that, looking at the impact that it would have on society and religion as a whole, uh, I come in it from a mainly Christian background. Mm -hmm. I'm very kind of open-minded. I'm not dogmatic or, or evangelical. Uh, my good friend, who's also uh, a Church of England minister, he's, he speaks in the interview and he's similar to me as well. He's very open-minded about it. He thinks there is life out there and it's all part of the same. Uh, and he thinks God is the creator of everything. Uh, so, I mean, I'm looking more into this area of society and, and, and what you believe. And that seems more of a kind of, this quite a large spiritual element to this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, for sure. Because. You know, when you read the Bible with open eyes, you know, it looks at it's full of UFOs, you know, Star of Bethlehem. You it's know, interesting because you mentioned on your, on the, on the page you sent me about the flying scroll. I've actually got that in the film about the flying scroll because that's just weird, isn't it? It's like, yeah. You know, it's like, well, did you look at the back of a Gita and the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly, yeah. Full of. Uh, so what the president of the society had a, had a funny comment that because uh, everyone's obsessed by the chariot, you know, the, yeah. the car, the, the vehicles now, it's like. Forget all of Krishna's teachings. What kind of car did he drive? You know, what kind of chariot? Because you know, yeah. what people don't realize is these, the people driving these UFOs are um, super spiritual, elevated God men to us. You know, they uh, just light, you know, they, they have a greater belief in God than we do. They're very spiritual. But these are what we would say are extraterrestrials. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Mm. I mean, yeah. that's. that's that's kind of where I've ended up in my looking into the UFO phenomena. And I come, my first mind was first open to the perhaps not just being a physical element to them, but maybe a spiritual psychic element was, was John Keel, the, the UF, ufologist from the 50s. I don't know if you know him. No. He, he was, uh, yeah, in the 1950s, John Keel. And he came up with the ultra terrestrial theory. But he was, he was saying that there's more to, UFOs than, you know, them being physical craft and there's some psychic element to it, possibly spiritual. And sometimes there is a malevolent element to it as well. I mean, how does that fit in with what you think? Is, are, is there good and evil out there? Yeah. I mean, there's uh there are, uh, it's a huge universe mm. and 
as in as above as below as in the microcosm on this planet when when we die we go to a different realm and we mm -hmm. have lower realms mm -hmm. and in the lower realms each chakra is a realm of consciousness just right here and you go to a different frequency we have seven bodies and you just vibrate at a different frequency and so on this there are dark forces on this world in the lower astral realms and okay. in the universe also there are okay. also but on the whole and especially in our solar system where they're very good mm -hmm. and yeah the vast majority is uh is far ahead because it's all about karma this this mm. karma is everything it's like it's from it's from the scripts and it's also in the teachings of the theory of society so you can't everything's has a karmic balance and you can only be so bad you can only run you, like them at that Marilyn Manson song, you know, you can run on for a long time, but sooner or later, God will cut you down. And uh, you can, what's darker than dark will be brought to the light. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's, that's really true. And uh, so we're under a huge karmic debt because we chose free will over freedom, uh, free will over freedom within the law of karma. So sometime in our history, we just, we. So, was that choice? so when was that choice made? When that choice was made on Maldek, which is now the asteroid belt, we destroyed that planet. So if you look at the distance to the planets from the, yeah, yeah. From the sun. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, there's a big gap, yeah. There's a huge gap. Yeah, and yeah, that's, that was uh, Maldek. And we destroyed that. We um, we probed the atom there. And we did it in the, then in the days of Lemurius and then Atlantis, you know, in the ancient texts yeah. of the, um, yeah. you know, um, Ramana, Ramayana, uh, the Indra's dart, um, yeah. the Brahma weapon. You know, it's all about nuclear, nuclear, because you know history, history rhymes, history repeats, and uh, we're doing it again. So, okay, so is is is, is human civilization basically extraterrestrial in, in origin? Well, yes, well, if you would say that, in in essence, yeah. Now we came from another world, but not in the sense that <clears throat> because the Earth is a spaceship, but it's a living being. It's a eventually we evolve into planets according to the teachings. <clears throat> so because consciousness accumulates on its way back to God. So we are individual life streams. We are divine sparks of God, but you can, you know, you have to get, grow into bigger and bigger entities, into planets and merge into suns and get the galaxies, a living, breathing entity. So it's this kind of accumulative aspect. I don't know whether it goes below, you know, it's how many plants it takes to make an insect, how many insects to make a, mm -hmm. an animal, how many to make a mammal, you know, if it's like, because we're told we're um, million, one million million trillion years old, something like that. So we have all, but I think I think that's if you add up all our life streams, all our life experiences, mm -hmm. because consciousness accumulates. Like, because we're all we're all one consciousness, mm -hmm. but we are individual as well. So, what is the other mystery that I'm investigating at the moment, which is interesting? You mentioned about consciousness. Well, because my next film was trying to tie together UFOs, uh, consciousness, paranormal, and are they all linked? Um, you don't say intrinsically they are, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but there's still a mystery that science, you know, today science can't explain consciousness, still can't, you know, it's, it's more and more evidence now that it is, it is out there, you know, it's mm. located in the brain. And that, that fascinates me really, I mean, on, on just how it works and how people can tap into it really to benefit themselves. Uh, don't think that's possible. Well, I think uh, mm. we exist in a, in a sea of mind, like everything is mind. 
and consciousness is mind slowed down. So our chakras slow down the speed of, because the speed of mind is uh, 4 million times the speed of light. And so it's very fast. And, but our chakras slow it down. So as you raise your consciousness through each chakra, so consciousness, that's why someone that's consciousness is lower and some people are higher conscious. That's what it means. You're, you're accessing higher mind, but it's mind is everywhere. So. Okay. And how, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to use this in a positive way to help just ordinary people, you know, have not mm. got much interest in, in chakras. How can they, you know, raise their consciousness? How can they do that? Is it through meditation or as a. Yeah. Prayer, mantra, pranayama. Those are probably the three main ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. service, service to others is the big, uh, yeah, you I mean, shouldn't, you shouldn't, uh, if the neighbor needs a help, you shouldn't sit there doing pranayama. You should it's service to, it's service to others, karma yoga, which is the. Yeah. The so I really like that aspect. So, you know, I'm trying to raise my kids like that. So, you know, it's important to also to be, to be grateful for what you do have, which is why I express gratitude every day that I'm able to do music and creative things because I know, you know, it's, you know, I feel, I feel blessed literally. Yeah. So, yeah. But then I'm, I want to use this, you know, that this talent, this gifts, whatever, benefit of others, not just my own material game. And I got, you know, I mean, I've got to do a little bit of that because I have fun with to, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not into flash calls or anything like that. It's more, yeah. How, how you can serve. Yeah. Because I mean, I was watching this with my Deepak Chopra. He's very much like that as well, where, you know, giving service, you kind of add in value to the world. Yeah, of course. Yeah. There are many ways to serve and, you know, all the great masters came to serve and Jesus, you know, is a great example, but you can serve, you can give people healing and you can help them, you know, you get, you can feed them and they're good for a day. You can heal them and they're good for a, mm -hmm. for a year. But if you give them spiritual teaching as well, that go, that goes on to the next life. It's just me talking. It's not from the. That, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Wisdom really, because um, that really wisdom raises consciousness. That's a great way to raise consciousness. Reading a spiritual text is, you know, you can read it once and you're one person, you know, and you can read it again. You're a different person later because you're all the time your consciousness is raising. So rereading yeah. spiritual texts, you know, you read the Bhagavad Gita or the Bible or the, I mean, they're, they're all, you, if you study one, if you go down one road far enough, you'll get to the end. You know, if you just sit there doing pranayama, you'll get to the end. You know, all these things are so powerful. If you just do mantra, if you just do service, one of you know, if you row row strong enough in one boat, you'll get across the lake. You know, so well, yeah. Because what's kind of opened my eyes is being open to the universe giving you messages uh, in terms of synchronicities. I mean, do you, oh yeah, yeah. Do you believe in that? Was, oh yeah, that... yeah. I had it when I was first came to the society. I woke up every night at three thirty-three, mm. and that's weird. That I googled it on YouTube, and it says look for synchronicities in your daytime because, uh, okay. yeah. So, yeah, just... a, weird, a weird one happened to me. I just because it's a musical one, so I relate it. I was uh, on holiday in Suffolk, where we go quite a lot. Small village called where I'm from. Is it? Oh, yeah. That's called Kessingland. Oh. You know, Kessingland. It's not. It's not far from Lowestoft. I'm near Barris and Edmonds, so a bit Oh, more yeah, yeah. This is on the coast. There's a little village called Kessingland. Not very big. 
Uh, and I'd, I don't know, I was listening to uh, Radio 6, uh, Steve McMack, uh, and uh, he played, while I was listening to it, he played one of our songs, The Pocket Builds. It was called Perfect Blue, Perfect Blue Sky Outside, which is what the song was written about. But that's not the weird bit. The weird bit was, there was a caller right after that uh, track was played, and he said, oh, you really like that track. And there was some guy called Gary or something from Kessingland. So, <laughs> and I was actually in Kessingland. It wasn't me. But someone else from Kessingland had phoned in right after that song. That was just so weird. It was like, blew my mind. I had Steve Lamack now as well. I thought it was, he thought it was funny. There's little That's things like that that, you know, I guess the rational part of you could think, oh, it's just coincidence. But it's like, no. There's no such thing. No, I don't know. So I'm always looking for uh, different synchronicities, I think. So what are you doing? There? So maybe you could explain to the audience about your your movie and what you're doing with your podcast and... Uh... Yeah, well, we do a couple of things, but the movie God versus Aliens uh, has come out exploring, you know, UFOs in the Bible and then what the impacts are. If society said that we were not alone, would it be beneficial? Would it be uh, a fearful thing? That's different. So we interviewed different people on that. Uh, so that's out now. It's coming on to Amazon Prime very soon and other streaming services. But we also do... Uh, a TV show called Nub NUB TV, uh, which goes out on channel 186 on Sky on Tuesday nights, nine o'clock, where it, we mix basically music with UFOs and the paranormal. So we play a couple of new music videos, usually something cool and uplifting. And then there's me and my uh, co-presenter co guy, and we just chat about various themes topics each episode and have guests on talking about things. Uh, so last episode we had RV Loeb, professor from yeah. Harvard. Yeah. Trying to get him too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, well, I can, he, he's very good. So I'm sure he'd be amenable. Right. Um, and he, he's a great guy uh, and we love him to bits and he's very much, you know, he thinks there's extraterrestrial life out there. He's, you know, it's unsure whether he's been, we have been visited, but he's, he's willing to go and put the hard miles in and find Go and find the evidence. I love so, him. I love that. Guy. Yeah, treat it really seriously. You'd go, you know, because a lot of scientists criticize him, think, oh, it's not proper science. He goes, well, it is. I'm in the laboratory. I'm testing these things to see where they come from. This is science. And then I'll produce yeah. a picture and it can be reviewed. What's he went science? to the bottom of the ocean, didn't he? He was dredging <laughs> for meteorites. Well, they're absolutely looking for these spherules that have come from out of our solar system, which is proven they are interstellar of origin, uh, but you still you, you can't quite prove that they're manufactured. Which is what he was trying to do, so thinking about mm -hmm. sort of manufactured craft. But you know, he's he's an amazing chap. So he's one of the guests we got on, and we got other alleged UFO contactee. Uh, then we got an episode on Bigfoot and other various things. It's, it's it's an interesting show, and it's just doing what we like. Really, it's not we fund it all ourselves. It's we do it. We do it. We do stuff at not at Pocket Gods because we enjoy doing it. That's, that's our motto. If it's not fun, don't do it. And that's, that's how we do it. If you're not putting good vibes into the world, we're not doing it. Yeah. That's the spirit. And that comes across with, uh, with the end result now. Yeah. No, thank you. So that's, 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 that's our mission, I guess. So hopefully it'll, it'll keep going. Yeah. Well, where and people can see the movie, I'll put in a link in the show notes and, uh, yeah, that too. Yeah. It's coming on Amazon prime and to, to be in America. And what was your conclusion from from the from the movie? Then what is the because you had all these different guests? Do you 
do you tie it together with a conclusion or? I do, yeah. I, and I think at the end of it, at the beginning of it, I was thinking, yeah, it's all possibly coming from distant planets, probably craft visiting us. But now I think there's more to it than that. I think it's some sort of spiritual psychic element to it. It's not just about nuts and bolts and mechanics, uh, you know, because just because of the huge distances involved, I think, you know, they're likely to be here. This, this phenomenon is like to explain by presences that are already here. I don't pretend to have all the answers and I'm, I'm on a quest. My next film will continue this quest. Uh, but I just want to get people talking about it. It's a serious subject to some serious people, giving it a lot of credibility. It's not just, you know, tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists anymore. Uh, and I'm very much interested to learn more about a theory society. Uh, maybe mm. they would allow me to come down and film. That would be. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Richard would... Lawrence gives a great interview. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be good. I'll take a small crew down. That'd be really good. Oh, brilliant. So I'd definitely be up for that. Yeah. I just feel a bit quite renewed to do more music because the 30 second song campaign, it, it, I enjoyed it, but now it's kind of, I can't do it anymore. It, was, it took too much. <laughs> and uh, so I, I'm just finishing an album at the moment called Songs for Dis Disclosure. We are not alone. Uh, and I've got some UFO. Ah, uh, combining your passions, I understand. Yeah, and I've got some UFO people like Jeremy Cole Bell uh, is on it and various others. People uh, like uh, Travis Walton. Because uh, it's a very good, I don't know if you heard of it, it's a very good show on talk TV called The Unexplained by Howard Hughes. It's on talk TV, so don't let that put you off, but it is, it's a great show. It's on Sunday evenings at 10 o'clock. Uh, he's a great guy. I've known him a long time. There's a lot of interesting things on there. Mm. No, I'm not looking for my <laughs> Dave Davies is in the Ethereum Society as well from the Kinks. Is he? He's been in really? right from back this in is, the day. Right, this is a weird synchronicity. There we go. Right, okay, let me just... I'll just play you something that I was playing this morning. If it comes through. Okay. Play it now until it becomes free. It's a bit garbled, yeah. Okay, that is Dave Davis. Okay, I've done a track with Dave Davis. Okay. Seriously. I did, I did it quite a few years ago. I, uh, and I never released oh, that's it. That's a major synchronicity. I'm doing this new album and I think, yeah, I've got to put it on. That's so, uh, we just had a lot on air synchronicity. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Eh? Wow, I didn't. I didn't think why I think to mention it, but then thought obviously music. You know, he's uh, in the Ethereum Society. He, uh, they were in it. He was sitting in a bar with Richard Lawrence not long after John, uh, John Lennon died, and then Ooh. the song came through from John Lennon through uh, through Richard and he and Dave Davies recorded it. Wow. Um, yeah, I know he's quite a spiritual guy. I didn't know he was a member of the Ethereum Society. Yeah, he's our one our one celebrity member. Okay, maybe. Yeah, you have to mention it to him. Yeah, if we yeah. go down to yeah, excellent. Yeah, that's fascinating. Because I found this as I when I was in uh, I was in India and I was having a, a bit of a spiritual awakening. So it's quite weird for me to be in India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you think you're going to meet someone like Sad Guru? <laughs> you know, I got a nice guy in robes, but then 
it's Dr. King from England, you know, from England in the 1950s who, who did yoga. Yeah. But it's quite radical at a time, I guess. Yeah. And the thing that got me, um, that answered a lot of questions for me was like the multiverse idea, you know, yeah. because all this talk about them coming from, you know, billions of light years away and yeah. they need space portals. Or yeah. They, yeah. They're right here. You know, they're, they're on yeah. all the other planets, all the other planets, planets are packed. Right. Yeah. It's like just a different frequency. It's like Tesla said, if you want to understand the universe, think in terms of frequency yeah. and vibration. So. They're all, you know, all the other planets, what are they there for? I mean, they're packed with people, but it's just like, it's the electromagnetic spectrum. You know, everything is, you have to be on that frequency for this to be physical, you know, for this to work. If you just change the, it's like when we die, it explains ghosts as well, because when we die, we don't go anywhere. We're right here, but we just lose this shell. You know, we use one of our bodies like a, what like a like a snake losing its skin or something and we just vibrate at a different frequency so on the other realms there's a good movie called um astral city it's a, from a brazilian uh okay the spiritual spiritualists are very big in brazil and yeah. uh yeah they made a movie from one of their teachers and it's you know there's cars there's cities well we just got collective amnesia because we don't go see these other realms so yeah i mean that's that's kind of what john keel was alluding to a little bit in the 50s and, uh, just because he was collecting all the evidence of all the UFO contact reports and just analyzing them, basically, we think, yeah, there's, there's, they're not from other worlds; they're already here, and we can't perceive them most of the time. I wonder if Men in Black, the movie, is uh, is true, if it's like that. But uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, possibly. Because I've heard from other people, there's like seventy different body types or something that they've. they've, so, they've... Yeah, the, the Men in Black could be. Yeah, basically. All right. Yeah. I mean, there have been people that said that there are extraterrestrials. I think our, I think our solar system, mm-hmm. all the people in our solar system have this frame, you know, this body, this yeah. arms and legs, yeah. and which is you know, yeah. Humanoid. I think I think from other worlds you get the crazy ones, the um, all the other. Because that that's not in the teachings. I don't know anything about that. So. Because what what I find interesting though. Just on a couple of cases I've looked at recently and interviewed people. There's the Pascagoula case. I don't know if you heard about that. Calvin Parker in Mississippi in America. This is 1975, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are just a couple of guys out fishing, manual workers, just taking some time off fishing. And they, you know, credibly claim they got abducted. But the beings are very strange. They're humanoid, but they had like crab-like pincers. And they didn't look like the greys that people normally experience. But there was a psychic element to the experience, but physically they were harmed a little bit. Mm. Uh, and what gives credence to this case is that they weren't just making it up. The, the uh, sheriff they reported it to had a tape recorder recorded them secretly whilst he was out of the room, see if they were having a laugh or making it up. And they weren't. They were saying they were literally frightened and something crazy had happened to them. Jeez. Someone I know has just written a book, Philip Mantle, about it. and. It's just weird because people are perceiving different beings is what I'm trying to come to. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder what causes that, whether it's using things in their brain to, I don't know, access the images. I'm not saying they're not real. I'm just saying the actual creatures they encountered, why did they take on the appearance they do? Really, I mean, as I've got more into the Europe, because the, the teachings of the society are very, um, they're all from the, you know, Mars, Venus, they're, 
Okay, yeah. They're like our brothers, basically. So they're yeah. they're protecting us. Yeah. You know, but from from all the yeah. other stories from other um you know, the universe is packed and also mm -hmm. the lower astral realms. And and what about this stuff with Michael Greer and the um you know the retrofitting of this you know the um if if the deep state has in America mm -hmm. has developed its own if they you know Roswell and the, mm -hmm. if they have some of these abductions could be from from those guys or it could be from the lower astral realms um I'm also pretty clueless about that so I don't uh, no I don't, you know but there must be it one thing I learned when when I was starting out is that um is just to forget everything I knew before and accept because oh, yeah. you know that yeah. okay. you know uh god aliens uh walking on water uh spaceships you know the demons vampires whatever i mean if it's in com if it's in folklore and mm. it keeps coming back in folklore mermaids mm. people keep seeing them you can't really argue with because people only believe in what you know how difficult people are to convince about so yeah. many things but um there's been just so many ufo sightings so many ghost sightings so many it's just such mm. you know ndes you've just that's evidence man i mean that yeah, I, I think so too. And I, I've spoken with uh, a lady called Evelyn, Evelyn Hollow. She's a quantum physicist, but also a parapsychologist. So she investigates paranormal stuff. And she thinks that quantum physics can explain paranormal phenomena, which is interesting. But then I think paranormal quantum physics is. Yeah, they're bringing it down. They're just trying to. Um, it's, it's paranormal theorists. They just want to say they have everything under control. You know, they just want to. There's a model for it. There's a model for it. But, but the model they've got can't explain these things. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I have a science degree as well. So, but the model we have, trying to drill down into the universe, work it all out, doesn't work. That's the thing. It works yeah. some of the time. But even Einstein knew that. So, well, the problem isn't the problem isn't science. You know, we all need to worship in the church of science, but the, the, just the walls are too, too small, you know? They yeah. just, because Newton, you know, just, just because Einstein didn't disprove everything for Newton, of Newton, mm. it doesn't disprove. It's just not got a big enough. Yeah, these guys true. like A. V. Loeb, yeah. just yeah, because yeah. it's like science fiction is only twenty years ahead, isn't it? The stuff in the yeah. movies yeah. is always if it's all you always laugh at the old science fiction movies mm. because you know they're they're winding the handle in the spaceship and whatever. Just because, <laughs> and that. That's why, like the teachings of Jesus, in the first time around, two thousand years ago, didn't have a cosmic element because just people couldn't. No, they just got they got wheels the other week a week ago. Yeah, they can't imagine, you know, life. So this all this drip feeding of you know, it's like in the, you know, Theosophical Society and Madame Blavatsky and all those, you know, the spiritualists, you know, people doing seances. If we had a podcast a hundred years ago. We wouldn't be talking about UFOs. We'd be talking about seances. That was the yeah, that yeah. was the that was the thing that the the masters were trying to drip feed. Then you know yeah, because exactly. to convince the masses, you just need these. And now that you know these, they're doing masses of UFO sightings. It's yeah. just to gradually build up consciousness. That's yeah. up. I like that. Yeah. And also, they um, it's also the karmic element. Like some things, they're not just driving around up there, but they're also um, one. Just one interesting aside about what they're doing is uh, because the the sightings, you know, they went up when there was when we developed when we probed the atom, you know, in the you know the Oppenheimer and that. You know, it's when we started to 
doing nuclear experimentation. It has all these. Um, it's not that we're a threat to them; it's that we're a threat to the planet and ourselves. You know, because when you detonate, it, threat, it affects all the other realms on Earth. You, you mutate all your bodies, and you're a threat to the Earth as well. So there's all this radiation building up, and it causes earthquakes and uh, all sorts of damage. So what they can do, because of karmic law, yeah, mm. they can't just come in and fix things. Mm. That's that will be like landing in Central Park and saying, okay, you know, that'll be like doing your kids' homework for you. Mm. But they can, they can take some of this radiation, and because there's only one energy, it just different frequencies. They can use that as as rocket fuel, basically, or fuel mm. for their crafts. Yeah. So they're taking it out of our, mm. they're mining it, but for our benefit, because it's a lot of it's an involved process for them. They don't need to do that, but karmically. There's all sorts of checks and balances you have to do to do mm. any sort of mm. any sort of intervention, you know. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and that's also karma is because when um, all the great religions came, like they can't just come down and teach us. They have to incarnate through the womb of a woman. Mm. So that's the star of Bethlehem. That's Jesus. He incarnated in in mm. Earth. Sri Krishna, the Buddha. All the great religions, they came mm -hmm. with teaching and to perform a special mission, but they had to take on karma. So they had to be born with a memory blanked. And, but they were supermen, you know, they're mm -hmm. supermen. They had, but they have what they raised Kundalini and they, they became enlightened and then cosmic consciousness and then Jesus ascended. And, um, but they had to go through this process because we have such bad karma, you know, they have to, you can't come. It's like for them, for you to go down into the pigsty and live mm. as a pig, forget all your memory, forget everything, yeah. and then raise all the consciousness of pigs. That's what it's like trying to do, except it's a lot more extreme than that because they're so much more evolved than us. Okay. So, yeah, absolutely. I guess we've got a lot to look forward to. Then. Well, yeah, it's the, this book is, this sums it up, the, the nine freedoms. So it's... um. The first freedoms are bravery, love, and service. Freedoms, yeah, okay. Yeah, you do bravery, love, and service. Those are the three things that will get you on the path. Yeah. And then uh, enlightenment, cosmic consciousness, and then ascension. And that's when you raise the kundalini all the way up. So it's not that it's not that you become a Buddha and it's game over back to God. You've got to go through, you've got to go through, mil you've got to become a, a planet, a sun, a galaxy. You've got to you've got millions of lives still to go because that's, 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 you know, we, we think we're the king, the king of the castle, but, <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, it's interplanetary existence within this classroom of the solar system, different planets, Saturnian existence, and then life on the sun. And then you go on to other experiences, but that's just way beyond our comprehension. So, yeah. But it's a lot, goes a lot further than Buddhism or anything like that, just because now we're, some some of us are ready to listen to that you know if you told them two thousand years ago mm. it would be a bit much no right yeah but uh yeah a lot to take in yeah. <laughs> i just i will read that book down the line sure yeah really. yeah and if you'd like to have richard on your show you'd really love to uh to come and chat yeah, to you yeah that would be really good actually yeah just doing all sorts of you know he's been on coast to coast radio the big one in america loads of times and um 
you know, he gives he, he's been a psychic on the radio. He can also tell you many. He, he did psychic phone-ins for years on the uh, okay. radio and things like that. Yeah, he's always, okay. Yeah, he's a very respected man and he gives a great interview. Okay. I'll look forward to that. Yeah. So, you know, pod, pod songs as well. Sort that out for me. That would be good. Yeah. Who would you like to interview? <laughs> Dave Davis. <laughs> oh, yeah? No, no other musicians, you see. I don't like, I don't allow that. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, let me think then. Got to be yeah. someone. You can keep with the UFO angle. I mean, you're rowing that boat, so keep... Uh... Yeah, yeah. That's good. I'd let me think. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, mate. Well, if, unless there's anything else you want to... No, I think that's it. Really enjoyed that. And uh, we had that mad synchronicity on there, so that was good. Yeah, that's gold. <laughs> I have to cut that out into a snippet and uh, <laughs> on social media. I like that. Please do. Yeah, that'd be excellent. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, keep keep doing keep doing what you're doing. And yeah, you too. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.